0: hola todos welcome back to the make my day podcast where winston george and i talk shop what's going on in our lives and maybe learn a thing or two uh, it's nice seeing you two this morning uh how are you doing today george i'm doing pretty good luke dude pretty
1: good i gotta get a cool intro like you and winston do man i'm just too plain but uh, <laughs> it's been good been uh two weeks since we spoke last and i'm, I'm been like significantly improved in my health and like actually been in the shop a little bit more, so I'm very excited. You guys got me inspired yeah, and like awesome. I just kind of went like right, went right to it after that. So got a lot to talk about today. Very excited for that. How, how you doing, Winston? How you been for the two weeks? <laughs> uh,
2: not too bad. Uh, just work's been real busy, but um, feeling feeling pretty energized. Uh, and uh, I think, uh, coming off of last uh podcast recording like. We each had a couple things to, to kind of set our sights on, and uh, I think that really helped me. Awesome. Uh, Luke, how are you doing?
0: Yeah, uh, I agree with you, Winston, there with uh, last week, and even what you said, George, is like we kind of all um, pushed each other to do something. So I was telling you that I'm feeling energized this morning, got to go to the gym and whatnot. Nice. Um, but yeah, we kind of got the ball rolling, and I feel like I might have slowly rolled my ball forward but you know, I'm I'm ready to hit the CNC. I've already talked to Adrian about what projects I think I'm um, gonna be able to do with it and uh, which makes her excited, which means she's gonna tell me, get on it, I need the dog <laughs> tag and whatnot. So yeah, I'm I'm really appreciative of what you guys did last week. And over the last two weeks I feel like I've been able to keep some momentum going. So I'm excited for another talk today with you guys. That's
1: awesome. What, what, what other projects? I'm very curious. So what, what's on the board there to be considered So
0: with this CNC? I liked how Winston said, like, start small, just kind of like get it moving do a shape or something simple. So during my lunch this week at school, I was watching some videos on YouTube, you know, trying to just get familiar with Carbide Create and Carbide Motion. And nice. um, I feel like, OK, I got those. I've downloaded them. Um, I turned it on. That was like the little bit I did over the weekend (laughs) a week ago. I at least plugged it in, which I said I didn't do, unwrapped it and everything. Um, so when, when we were on our walk this morning, I was like, oh my gosh, I feel like I didn't really fulfill my challenge that they or like accomplish the task you guys gave me. Uh, but I do feel like I have materials to do something like a dog tag for Maui because he actually doesn't have a dog tag. I thought that could be. Simple and a little bit advanced, like all at the same time to get the words Maui and maybe like a phone number on there. So uh, that was something I was thinking I could be done. And then we have, um, you can't see it, but like over this way in my house is our (laughs) dining room. And there's a blank spot on the wall that has for over a year and a half now supposed to say the words family, friends and food. And then something like (laughs) uh, a recipe for a good life or something like that. Um, And I know one of the words Adrian wanted to be in metal because again, like the way that um, area is set up, there's like metals and woods in the room. And so it'd be nice. I don't have other tools to, you know, cut and work with metal. So I feel like, hey, wait, the CNC might be able to cut out some uh, metal letters for us. We could put them up there and maybe that could be like a funky Uh, way to kind of like tie in the other things in the room so I feel like small little projects doing letters seem to be like a common thing or simple shapes so I was like okay I I feel like I've got this I understand how it all works so I'm just glad that I got the ball rolling you guys pushed me down maybe a slight hill hopefully it'll increase in slope sooner or later
1: you say you're going slow but you're already talking about cutting metal with the cnc man you're, that's awesome like, to me that's <laughs> I like i see winston really do it all in. the time
0: so <laughs> what,
1: what so type of metals like is the dog tag out of like brass or something you're thinking thinking just
0: just aluminum i don't know i was gonna do that but uh what you just said there with wood i figured start with a prototype right like Mm -hmm, get it mm -hmm. so that i see the size maybe it won't look good in wood that's fine um because i figured too i could always kind of do a glowforge CNC. i was gonna say glowforge CNC would be sick for that yeah right yeah so maybe that's what it'll eventually become but i don't want to do that just yet because I, I already know how to do the Glowforge. I've done that. I really do want to now have a new tool, right? Like I want some sort of new Avenue, new material. Cause really I've rarely worked with metal. The most I've done is like cut some sort of like irony thing that I got from Home Depot to size and that's it with a grinder. So I, I really think the CNC could be cool. Plus that would be something that I could bring for school and whatnot. So yeah, I definitely want to keep pushing myself with the CNC and then to get on your guys level. Like you seem like you get addicted <laughs> to it. That is like so much oh, fun.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: so, Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of just want to get my hands dirty with it and finally feel like, all right, I see what the hype was about about it. But yeah.
1: So, yeah. So you mentioned the carbide softwares. Are you going to be messing around with like Fusion 360 also or just sticking with you like to use the
0: carbide for all of it? I mean, I was just doing the carbide create because that's what the video was showing. And gotcha. it's like, wow, that seems real simple. Um, and then this way, it's probably even more intuitive to go from one to the other. Um, it was like a 30 minute video that kind of just broke down here. I'm doing a star with some lines that go through it. Nice. And nice. I saw some of the options he was uh, going through. I think it was Myers Woodshop. Um, yep. maybe we should tag him in this or something <laughs> but yeah it's like uh, I was just watching his video I was like okay yeah he did a good job of explaining it I know I could have just gone on carbides channel but I figure I'll give somebody else a shot see how they break it down and um I don't know I just saw I was like I could make something simple and then I want to get into more like contoury kind of things oh, where I sick. need the you know the 3d modeling aspect
1: so, so you and I are so different I guess because for me like complex was always different material so like getting into metal was scary to me but like contours is like I think one of like the very first thing i'd wanted to jump into that like when i made um the mando mask out of hardwood like i was like i just want to put a 3d model on this and see if i could get this to like do parallel and i think i had wince in there help I, you were helping me with one of these maybe the iron man mask at that time i can't remember but um, yeah yeah and, and then like run parallel service surf- like to me that was like i got to jump into that i want to make it like as as like cool and uh, as far as wood as i possibly can and then like get into another me- uh, material so i'm really curious to see how you go yeah. about it and see that kind of path it's yeah pretty interesting.
0: i <laughs> i totally agree like that to me is almost the point of this cnc i don't want to use it as another glow forge where yeah, it's all yeah. two-dimensional i oh, yeah. just feel like it it'll probably be so simple and that'll give me enough of a taste that then you know i'm going to be wanting more and go for the 3d stuff and don't know even simple stuff like i'm looking at the american flag behind you that you made george i'm like oh "Oh, what about an inlay with the uh the anchor or you know that kind of stuff like oh yeah you could do some some neat things with it that i just i feel like i gotta just get the ball rolling and then from there i i think there will be a lot of ideas that as we talk about different projects you guys will be like well you could use the cnc for this (laughs) and um yeah even like one thing that's probably far down the line. Um, so I don't want to like totally derail it. Is <laughs> I want to do a new garage door uh, for my shop. So take the old, you know, the bay style one mm-hmm. and I want it to open up um what's that called? Not suicide doors because that's for cars, but oh like barn doors. That's what yeah. I was thinking about. Oh wow. And this way if they're made out of wood, then I can, you know, tack tools and whatnot on there. I don't have then my overhead space above it. Um, that's kind of taken up because I needed to have enough room for the door to come up. So I would gain a lot of space in my shop, which is really small. And, um, I still, yeah, I would be able to now have even more wall space for mounting and like organizing things. So where I thought the CNC could come in is potentially help me make my own hinges and locking system with it. I'm. I don't know if it's possible, but, like, I have this vision in my head of how I could do that. And I feel like that would be really exciting. I cannot exciting wait to see you to do scene something scene like, you, man. That. This, so.
1: like, the way you're talking about it, you're, like, in my mind, like, pushing bounds. I never even thought about like that. I'm maybe, I'm sure Winston probably, but, like. And and
0: it's exciting because I'm like, well, I know you guys have used the CNC maybe for two very different things, but you guys can think of, you know, all right, well, how would I do the work holding? Um, you know, what type of material even should I use? I know Winston's pretty good with even anodizing stuff, um. So I feel like I've got, you know, a very good support system. i am like, all right, let me pick their brains about how to do this. Now, this seriously is not a project for the next couple of months. This <laughs> potentially is the summer, if not next winter, because I know my big project coming up is uh, inside the house. But I feel like I've been talking a lot, so <laughs> 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 got to pass the ball off. <laughs>
1: I want to hear Winston's thoughts about all your projects because I saw his <laughs> mind working for me too. It's like, whoa, I, I'm just like yeah. kind of curious. Yeah, no, I'm just
2: over here just quietly watching, smiling away. <laughs> um, I think um, until you really start diving in and actually using the machine a lot, um, that's when you'll finally start to like get a feel for what is it good for, what is it not good for. Um, because some of the things you were saying before uh how like once you really get into cnc you become addicted um for me because the cnc was the first major tool i got i started seeing everything through the lens of like oh this is a cnc project that's a cnc project um when all you have is a a hammer every problem looks like a nail um and (laughs) for me that was especially (laughs) i like that (laughs) um and, like, at the beginning of this episode, I was thinking back at one of the projects I did. Uh, it was, a like, award plaques for an audio company. And um, the way I made the frame for the plaque was I just I took a big piece of uh, oak and I just cut out the center. And so I had a solid frame. Um, and thinking back, uh, now that, like, I have a house and I'm trying to put up pictures you look at a picture frame, and you're like, oh, these are four strips of, of wood that are tacked together in the corners. And I was like, I didn't need to get a ginormous piece of wood to make these <laughs> like frames. Um, so like, just that little reflection on, wow, I, I really looked at this as a purely CNC problem, whereas if I had a table saw and like a, a miter gauge, like I, I could have like actually made these frames much more efficiently with much less hassle, it would have been easier. I would have used less material. Um, so just, yeah. It's good that you're starting from a background where you already have a Glowforge to fall back on. Mm-hmm. You could get a 3D printer. You've got, like, woodworking tools. Mm-hmm. So you can pick and choose um, at your leisure um, whichever method you think will work best. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think you're coming at this from a, a more balanced perspective. Okay. Um, and once you start using it even more,
1: like, you will find the best way, I'm sure. Yeah, that's that's pretty interesting. So to that point, like when I made um, the ZHC sculpture for the YouTuber, right? Um, When I first started, because the way I've always seen people do sculptures, it was with foam, but I knew like I didn't have the skill set to do it in the detail I needed for for that at the time. So I didn't want to, you know, cut the foam and, and learn that whole skill in the time I needed to. I actually first went to a CNC because my brain was like all right let me take the CNC slice layer by layer the outer perimeter you know hollow the inside mm-hmm. and glue it all up going straight and then I'll refine it because it'll be like whatever the thickness of the wood deep lack of detail and that was the dumbest decision I could start with I, I definitely wasted like maybe a hundred or two hundred bucks on like wood that i when I tried it, it looked like absolute crap like it was like it was horrible and <laughs> And then I was like, like, what am I doing? Like, I just like took a step back from it and thought thought about it. I was like, well, if I could, like, my 3D printers are small, but if I could somehow do, like, break them into pieces and then, like, I finally figured out how to actually do the different cute pieces, which took a while. But, like, I would have just saved so much more time. And now I could build these, like, giant sculptures whenever I want without needing the skill set to, like, hand sculpt them, which I, I want to get into at some point. Mm-hmm. But but it's like exactly that, like you gotta like frame that problem with like all the tools you have and just figure out the easiest and best like scenario based off of it. Um, yeah. So, so I'm, yeah, just really excited to see what you do with like.
0: Yeah. But it's cool <laughs> when this. you guys think of that because it's interesting, like once you said you worked with your current skill set, and then you're like, all right, cool, I have a CNC, everything looks like a CNC project or a hammer, everything's a nail for you, uh, George, you're even like, All right, yeah, I I already thought it through. Like I can slice it just like a 3D printer works. That would work out great, man. (laughs) But but I like working with wood, so oh yeah. And and then you realize, oh yeah, there's so many ways to do it. What are the other tools out there? And then that's where you start thinking, okay, if I come up to a new project, now that you already learned this new skill set, you realize, wait, there's probably a tool out there that makes this easier. And now what is that tool? And so I feel like that's like the cool thing that we're coming to a point where we recognize, especially as engineers, right? You're like, okay, uh, there's so many cool machines out there that do all these different things. Now, how do I use that machine to make oh, something yeah. cool with it? And so, yeah, that, that's why I, I like talking to you guys because we kind of have different perspectives or backgrounds but we all have that same like okay how do I make this or what way would you have made it well how are you thinking and that like helps us kind of brainstorm the best way or a better way at least oh yeah Uh, but yeah Uh, I just even had some ideas as you guys were talking I was like oh I think I got an idea for the hinge. Like, it's not going to be one solid piece. But, yeah, so I want to be writing that stuff you hinge, <laughs> I you this
1: I got to see the hinge products. i yeah. so
0: it, it, It's going to be interesting. I have no idea because then I'm like, it is an entrance into my home. So I probably should just get somebody who's qualified <laughs> to do this. But but I'm like, oh, that could be a really fun, I don't know, design challenge for myself. Like, how do you hide the hinge so that others can't access it? Oh, I can't just wait like, to see you know. That. That's awesome. We, we would have to go through in a real engineering problem. Like I haven't had to do that myself in a long time. So it could be just fun to kind of make it up. If it works, awesome. If it doesn't, then I could fall back on the, I wasted all this time or quote wasted all this time, but I'll go ahead and buy the legit lock and uh, hinge mechanisms.
1: <laughs> yeah. Time will tell, man. Well, so that was that was your challenge I guess. Winston, how how did your challenge end up go and yours was I think lighting uh, or something like that, right? I yeah. Can't it was to get
2: some decent lighting in the garage.
1: Nice. And
2: I I think I accomplished that within 48 hours Wow! so i already <laughs> well had a done. kit that i nice. bought and um it was on the recommendation of a friend and these are, are really easy um, led light kits that you can put up that plugs into a regular outlet uh you install it with these like little metal clips that you uh, screw into the ceiling and then you snap the lights into it um, gotcha. the hard part was just making sure like I, I drilled all the holes uh in a straight line um and they're <laughs> The lights are positioned in a way that I like Mm -hmm. and um, snapped everything in, turned the lights on and like it just put a smile on my face. Seeing like a dark, dingy garage go into this like warm, brightly lit uh, space. Uh, So that that one transformation just made me feel so much better about the garage. And so that got me thinking like, all right, like the next step, removing the carpet is really achievable. Um, Oh, yeah. And it's starting to to make me think about other things I don't want to do, but I kind of want to do. Like, uh, there's a really, like, just old, grimy, like, orange peel texture, like, paint on the, the walls, and I kind of want to just take, like, a, a big sander and just flatten it all down, and then, like, repaint it white, just to brighten up the room even more. Yeah. And I, I don't know if that's something I want to take on. It's, it's messy. It's going to take a couple days. Yeah. But, like in the long run it looks so good (laughs) that will probably make me even happier and that'll probably like it'll make it feel less old like this this feels like like an old classroom or something just like that texture like it's halfway to like cinder block that's been painted over a couple times um it's just i don't know it's what
0: are your thoughts It's not perfect yeah what are your thoughts about getting somebody to do it if you're like all right i did the part with the lighting i can do the carpet. Um, and even you could be like, Hey, you do this and you don't even have to worry about if you get paint on the carpet. Like this is just a quick, (laughs) I want it white and not orange peel texture, which that got me laughing pretty hard. I've never heard somebody (laughs) use the texture of paint as orange peel, but I don't know. What are your thoughts with having somebody else do it? Or is it like, you know, you can, so why waste the money?
2: So there's... That That's a very valid way to go. Mm-hmm. And I think right now my brain is in a conserve money kind of mood. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, just because I'm also, like, undertaking... Uh, I'm looking to get solar on my roof. Um, oh, nice. So that's that's, like, a minimum, like, $16,000 yeah. endeavor. Yeah. Um. So, like, it's a small thing. I I do kind of want to say like i can paint a room because i've never actually done that before mm-hmm. like I, I've, I've patched a wall I, i've done a little bit of touch-up painting but i've never actually like pulled out the roller and like done a whole room like taped off the the edges the trim um so there is a side of me that that does legitimately think getting someone to do it will give me better results it'll be quicker and i'll have it done like not on my own motivation schedule of, like, when do I think I can uh, muster up the courage to go to Home Depot and buy all the supplies? <laughs> um, but there's another part of me that wants to actually, like, collect that achievement, like, and and be able to say, like, all right, this is a skill set I have. Um, we'll see where I land on that, because uh, right now I'm very torn.
0: Oh. Um, so piece of advice... Oh, go ahead. Joey. This piece of
1: advice, just because I went through this exact thing, where like I turned my like that little thing into a garage shop, and I didn't, I didn't do the paint at first, and I just kind of like set up piece by piece, um, even like the dust collection, right? I like, I like put it in a place. I ended up not wanting to, and um, right before the surgery, like a few months before it, I said, like, screw it, like I like, spend most of my time in here, like my free time in here i need this to like look exactly like so i could be happy in here the entire time so i literally ended up moving everything off the walls again painting behind it to like make it look nice and clean across the whole thing Mm -hmm. moving the dust collection moving around all the tools and i like literally sat and said if i just like stood like an hour like spent some time beforehand to plan this out and like do it i would have been so happy and like saved all that time i just did right there Mm because like it's your shop, man. Like it's like, that's, you love to work. You love to do your shop stuff. You're gonna want that to look, it's gonna it's gonna eat at you every time you're in there, you're taking like a video and you're like, oh, that walls are like in the back. That's gonna, like, especially you, that'll, like it bothered me. It'll, it'll probably really get it even more. So I would like 100% like, just think about how you want that final product that you walk in there, you're like smiling every day. Like, this is my shop. And like, just, just do it from the start. You'll save so much time.
0: Yeah. And then it, it's making you proud or smile every time you're in there Dude, so you almost yeah. are enticing yourself to come back and it's like when you know people are like oh, i want my man cave or <laughs> whatever it is or she shed or you know i, yeah. I don't want to just uh discriminate or anything but you get the points like you want that place that's like you go in there and you're zend out you're in this place to do something cool fun exciting and that's how I think Adrian was even kind of like brought it to my attention. She's like, I don't think you've gone out there because you get annoyed every time you look at you have these <laughs> what old, had to be done. <laughs> yeah, it's like these old cabinets that I I want to get off the wall and have all the wood just hanging on one side. Well, I brought some of it into the shed, but it's like this idea of what you're bringing up, George, is that you will kind of want to just say, all right, yeah, this is the way I wanted it to look. So getting it done. And then Winston, as you said, with like you want to earn that achievement. Mm-hmm. If somebody paints it, you might that might like kind of eat away at you that, all right, it's the way I wanted it, but I could have done that. And I never got that like token or something or badge. And and one more thing, I was thinking when you do that, it being your garage, if you want to do other places within the home. It's better to mess up start out with there the than it is. You're right. have sawdust all yeah. over the
1: damn place anyway, so like, what's there's no yep. problem with screwing up like a little touch here and there in the shop. Yeah, you know? that's that's
2: yeah. that's all true. Yeah. um on, on the flip side, like having someone just get it done might like cause me to start thinking about other things mm. that maybe I would be better at doing. Like you mentioned cabinets, I was like. I, you know the sooner I get these walls done the sooner I can think about like what kind of storage I want to like put in um, and so like that th- there are some some very good pros to having someone else do it for you so that you can like invest your brain in something else oh, yeah. um, I would rather worry about like where I'm going to put my air compressor and <laughs> if I'm going to get a, like, a cabinet to bolt onto the wall rather than like all right, what is the best the highest rated paint roller I can find on Amazon to buy to make sure I don't leave like lint all over the walls. I could send you a link
1: for that so. by the way after but but uh, <laughs> but um to that point, right? So so you're talking about the cabinets now and what you want to set up for like I've never actually asked you this, I think. What do you want like your home shop to be capable of? Cuz you you have your oh, yeah. CNCs, but you also have your shop at work like at home like what is the biggest furthest thing you're trying to actually accomplish that like you might want to prepare for now
2: so i used to think that i wanted to replicate everything i had at work uh in my own garage Mm -hmm. like to have a decent sized cnc that'll cover most of what i want to make and if there's anything bigger i'll figure out like i could like tile it like slide it through the cnc machine part of it slide it through again or, or work around it somehow but It's gotten to the point now where, like, we have a four by four foot CNC that we just launched, like, in the shop. I'm not going to put something that big in my garage. So, like, my, the the largest, the the greatest concentration of machining capability will probably always be at the Carbide 3D shop. And I've kind of come to accept that. So I'll maybe have a smaller, more modest CNC in my own garage. Um, and I think the focus is on more complementary um, processes. So I I like to do things, uh, like small pieces with wood or aluminum. Mm -hmm. Um, and the, like the, the power tools we have at work aren't great. We've got like a, a, a small, like four inch belt sander, like a, a tiny bandsaw that has no horsepower, um, like a, a drill press that that's a little grimy, um, Like, I haven't been able to set up, like, the the table for the drill press with, like, any guides or anything. Uh, It's it's just people just, like, plonk stuff down on there, (laughs) drill a quick and dirty hole, and move on. Um, So, I I want my shop to, um, like, do all the finishing stuff afterwards. Uh, Like, I want, like, a nice sander, like, a a buffing wheel, um, like, maybe a a, a tumbler or something. Oh, wow. um, To, like, things that'll... Put that extra level of polish on a project, but I can do most of the machining for the project at work. Yeah, that's really smart. Yeah, and in that way, like getting good lighting is like the first step, right? Because you've got to be able to have a good look, uh, look at your thing, your part without shadows, with even lighting. Um, So it's I kind of almost want it to feel a little more like a lab uh than like a a garage shop right or like if you go to like a a precision manufacturing place like they've always got like the pristine floors the white walls the plenty of lighting um ample like just uh work like bench tops where you can like examine something um so that that's kind of where i want to go with this or maybe get like a sandblasting cabinet yeah that'd be Um, sick yeah so it's, it's really just instead of trying to like acquire all of the tools like there's a table saw at work i'll just do that if i need to it's not like i have a pickup truck anyway to bring a four by eight foot sheet of plywood (laughs) to my house so just leave the the big stuff um at work have have just like a small cnc like in case i need to cut a quick and dirty like bracket for uh like something in like the the living room or something uh keep that capability um but for the most part focus on like i'll i'll make a mess at work, and then I'll come home and I'll I'll put that final level of polish on it. Mm -hmm. Um, And by doing that, like, if I don't have a giant CNC that's throwing dust everywhere, um, I could put the 3D printer there. Like, I don't need to worry about as much dust getting on there. I could put the sewing machine there. I can put all these other more, uh, like, less violent processes out there. Um, Like, that can... It can be... My my finishing station. It can be a craft room. Uh, it can serve a lot more purposes. Uh, like it'll probably be like uh, I don't know. Like Leanne is uh, she's she knows how to use a cricket and like nice. so like I could put the cricket in there. Like we can make this a multifunction room instead of just like a hardcore woodworking garage. Yeah. And I think for the amount of space we have. I would rather be able to take those other, like the sewing machine, the cricket, and be able to put them and use them in the garage. And uh, that's a better use of our, our space than like putting everything in the closet and only pulling it out when we need it. Like yeah. I'd rather have them like yeah. on, on a
0: shelf that I can just take Ready off the go. shelf and put it on my mm-hmm. bench and start using it. Yes, that is definitely the way to go. I highly recommend that because I thought I was like, oh, it's all there. I'll take it off, you know, out of the closet and I'll put it and it, it's rough doing that. Once you do it a couple of times, you're like, that's a process just to get this thing plugged in and cut or do one thing you want. Yeah. And yeah.
2: afterwards, like we keep everything in like little plastic bins or like the cricket goes back in the original box. Like we throw the power cords in there and it's just like, oh, I have to like go like re-Tetris all these boxes back <laughs> in their original spot in the closet. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, something because, big for
1: that would probably be yeah. like air filtration right because if you're doing finishes and if it's connected to your house that's a lot of chemicals and stuff mm-hmm. and from learned experience of like sometimes you just you know a little too lazy to open the garage door before you like do like that last spray finish or whatever and man that'll like sting up the whole house and it goes if it goes through your vents <laughs> and stuff you're just sleeping as you're inhaling all this oh, like bad yeah. for you stuff <laughs>
2: yeah. so part of my uh my my step one garage uh, renovation was to also put a, like a nice rubber door sweep on the bottom of the garage door leading into the house and also some ceiling around the edges. So that'll help kind of keep the noise out a little bit. Uh, The the door doesn't have any rattle left in it. Um, And so hopefully that keeps the sound, the dust, the smell uh, better contained. And I was thinking about like, I've got these like little computer fans laying around, and I've got some, like, a furnace filter, Hmm. Uh, so if I just like make a box fan, line a couple up, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) basically get a box fan, stick a a filter in front of it or something, or or do a smaller version of that Um, the outlet that I connect my lights to are switched, right? So if I can uh, just plug this in, like mount it to the ceiling um, I have air filtration that just turns on automatically when I turn on my lights and I mean, that, that could be a, a way to go because um, I know in the garage, if I let it sit for a couple of weeks and I don't touch anything, which has happened many times, like there is still a little bit of dust that builds oh, up yeah. on it. So having some <laughs> passive filtration uh, going all the time wouldn't hurt. That's a good point.
1: That's awesome. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I feel like you've got the right idea of how you were thinking about, I, I want to have multiple uh like new machines or different machines. So that's cool. And then bringing up the whole idea of the filtration, it's like the infrastructure, right? Like you're thinking about what you need in the shop to be able to do that. Um, But that'll be pretty cool. Even just, I feel like your filtration system won't just be, uh, simple fan and filter. Like, there will be some intricate some ways that it's all... It. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's where I was... Winstified. Like, just... Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. You so know, now cool. that you
2: mention it, um, Autodesk had a, a... Like, I used to um, go to some of the events that they threw, and uh, at one of them, the, the giveaway little uh, tchotchke that they uh, you could make there, like, assemble it, they were demonstrating like manufacturing, so they had, like, a CNC making a part, a 3D printer making a part, and the thing they had you put together was this little um, air filter or air quality monitor. Oh, wow. So it'd have these LEDs that turn on depending on like the, the particulate <sighs> level it detected. Wow. So I could That's strip that little device idea. apart yeah. and tack it onto the uh, yeah, this little air filtration device, huh? That's okay. a really Any good thing? idea. I, I might Winstonify this. <laughs> <laughs>
1: i knew you'd like that (laughs) well i think that like leads pretty well into today's topic like the 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 setting up of the shop of what you're gonna do because um we were talking before it'd be it'd be cool to talk about what our biggest jobs have been like up to date or if if we got like a pretty big thing coming up because i thought that'd be pretty good for other makers out there to kind of learn how do you actually accomplish something like bigger than you could ever thought you could do by yourself as like like a homemaker or something i I know you've done something in the past winston luke i know you've done like craft shows i don't know if you've done anything in addition but i know that also takes a lot of manpower so just want to pick your guys's brains on like what what is the biggest thing you've done or what is the the biggest thing you you think you want to get to maybe you know let's say within this year not like 10 years type of
0: thing (laughs) okay who wants to start <laughs> Thinking. Silence. Thinking. Here, I'll go because I think you guys have some really cool projects. Um, I would say for me, it's between two things. One of them would have been 2021's craft fair, or 20, I forget now which one it was. COVID's kind of blended those years for me together. Um, I think it was 2021. There still was a craft show. And we figured that that would be the only craft show that we were going to do that year. Um, we wanted to, you know, figured let's go out with a bang like if this is going to be the last one because it seems like nothing's opening up like all that stuff so we went all out we would have almost like family gatherings where my mom my aunt joan uh adrian my sister sarah like everybody was over crafting stuff so um so your point or your question george is I originally went in with it like, okay, I'll do this. Like, here's the products I think that are selling. We have some that are already in our inventory room, and I'll just try to build off from there. And I realized quickly, oh, my God, there is no way that I'm going to be able to you know, build or make what I think I need to bring. Um, so I'm going to just ask for help. That was one of the things, nice. too, that I was um, – I remember – I kind of keep a document of like each year, what my goals are, um, maybe like a mantra or word that I'm working towards. And I remember that year, one of the words was help. So either ask for help or provide help. And that was one of those times where I was like, I need to ask for help. So I requested anybody who was living within half an hour radius, essentially, could you please help me and would show them, you know, here are the different products. These are, this is how you make it. Um, which ones do you want to make? And then they would just bang out a bunch of them. So for me, that one was more like just kind of like leaning on your support system. And I was not able to do it by myself, but I'm glad I recognized it early enough that I didn't put them under too much pressure. I know they said at the end, I was like, I should have probably asked you earlier. And they all said, yes, definitely. So that they didn't (laughs) feel any pressure at all. So, um, yeah, that was one thing where I think it was one of the biggest ones because we brought the most amount of products. And I think we did pretty well that year, too. So um, we had a lot left over, but we sold a lot. So percentage wise, it might not have looked great, but like amount or quantity that was really high. So that was a big undertaking, especially during that time where, you know, it was kind of like what's going on with everything Um, in the same like time frame, I'd say within the same like three, four months, I also then had built the shed in the backyard. And that is by oh, far wow. the biggest thing that I had done by myself. I've never you know built a structure before. I was a little nervous about doing it. Um, I planned it out myself like I didn't use a YouTube floor plan or any of that. So um, I just kind of said these were the dimensions I wanted to hit. And you know, how do I go about doing it? And so for me to explain to somebody else how to do it, I didn't make a video, which I get was stupid. Um, that's always, you know, after the fact because I'm, I'm learning as I go. Whereas I guess when I see these YouTube videos, it's like they have it planned or mapped out and are able to describe, this is what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. Whereas I'm kind of like, oh, you know what, instead of doing 16 inches on center, I'm going to do 12 or I'm going to do 13 and a half because one, that'll make it a little stronger. So I'll feel a little better about myself. Um, You know, two, there's going to be this much, um, this many of them all in a row. It'll make it the same for all of them. Like I kind of just will like modify things um, so that it's still safe and whatnot, but that it just works with the materials I have, the space I have in my yard. Like it's very customized. So I guess for me, it's like watch enough, YouTube to a certain extent, but you gotta cap yourself. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you gotta just say, I I'm never going to learn everything, so I have to I have to go for it at some point, and you'll be able to fix it. That's a beauty beautiful thing about wood is it's forgiving. So understand that uh, you make a mistake, you won't know everything, but you can fix it. Um, so that's kind of like my thing that I had to keep reminding myself. And then enough screws and nails will really hold things together. So <laughs> um, for <laughs> we're putting together like say the studs in the frame Uh, i got real nervous when i lifted the sides up myself and just again like thinking through like how do you do this it it's fun because then when you see it all come up and like it's held together you're like okay you know i i did this this is my thing um but at the time it can be nerve-wracking and again there's there are tools and things out there like you know nail guns drills and all that that are designed to help you do all this stuff Mm -hmm. so as long as you have them in front of you um as long as you have your nail gun with nails in there that happened to me a couple of times i'm like holding something trying to secure it oh no Uh, what do i do now make sure you have enough clamps like there's so many tips i could give you but i I don't want to go on and on too much it's just you can do it like in the end i really think that if you've thought it through enough Maybe, you know, give yourself a day or two days or whatever you think is enough, but cap yourself somewhere and then just go for it. You'll figure mm-hmm. it out. Yeah. 100%. Um.
1: And to, to, to that point, uh, to one of the points in there, mm-hmm. uh, Luke, the, the YouTube thing, right? You're mm-hmm. mentioning why, you know, you don't know how you'd be able to start because like pre-planning. The reason a lot of YouTubers use voiceovers is because we'll do it. We won't know exactly how we're doing it. And we're just talking as if, like we knew what we were doing the entire time like Mm -hmm. oh this is like how i plan like so voiceovers are a great thing to help you get started with that because a lot of times you won't see how many times we failed because failing is good so that for like relatability but um for like actually just teaching and like getting straight to the point that's why we kind of like skip straight to like oh this is the way it worked you know do this when you try it or something like that so i have full faith that you can do that one day
0: all right all right (laughs) I so, appreciate the boat of confidence there, but I, I
1: just want to see your videos, man. i am like ready yeah. to <laughs> Yeah. Um, but so I thought, I think you had like a lot of good lessons learned in yours. And I think I have some, um, experiences that might be able to like add on to it. Um, and I think one of the biggest jobs I ever took and to be very honest, I had no idea how to do it from the start was, um, when I created a storefront sign for somebody out of wood. Um, so I had made them an indoor sign that was like huge and it was a new store opening in Georgia and they wanted one for the outside as well. And so I, there's a lot of things that come into play once you go from indoors to outdoors, especially when you're like hanging above where people are walking. And, and, and so, so, um, I think something that really helped with that um other than a lot of planning is um one i always do that if you can get a higher cost to cover in like the expenses because those be more than you think but i actually normally go a little bit less because to me it's, it's fair only fair to like whoever's buying it for me that like i'm learning from my experience of this new thing i'm creating and so they get a little bit discounted cause it's not gonna be as perfect as it would have been, you know, five more times down the road or 10, t- 10 more times. And, and you know, that's my own choice. I, I, I can see why a lot of people wouldn't do that cause then they lose a little bit of money. But when you're kind of starting a business and, and trying to gain customers, I think um, you, you have to expect that you're gonna lose some upfront so that you can gain the skill sets you need to provide like the best product out there. Um, so that was number one, two was, You'll, you'll probably end up remaking it um, if it's for somebody else because uh, the first time you do it uh, there's or, or like one part or, or several pieces of it because things will fail and it's better that you learn that they fail before you like you ship it out to somebody, I guess. So like um, for this outdoor sign, I obviously used um, like wood meant for the outdoors, but the wood I was using from the Glowforge, I, it like didn't click for me for a few moments there that that is not like pressure treated wood. And so I'm like, like I'm spray painting and weather coating it, but like, that's not anywhere close enough to handle like everything that would need to be taken care of outside. And so like today I would have probably used acrylic. Uh, Honestly, I think that's like the easiest way to do it. And then spray paint the acrylic and that'll last like way longer. And it's, it's pretty cheap to do stuff like that these days Um, versus like, I, I don't even want to put even can like think about what would happen if you put like pressure treated wood inside of your glow for it i don't like that <laughs> can't, can't, can't imagine like the fuse or fires that could kind of come from something like that <laughs> but uh you know that was like large scale you know product that now if i had to make somebody an outdoor sign like i learned so much from one time i ate a lot of time for it um and i still made a profit so i'm very happy and it's cool to still see this like sign hanging on this storefront of georgia because i always follow their instagram and they're always posting which is pretty cool so that's that's a good thing like it's still hanging it's still looking good Um, (laughs) but that you know that's you know again from a large scale perspective the other is i think from like more large scale like you you kind of did you did large scale with like huge variation and i think something coming up for me is going to be this flashlight product is going to be one of them that i was talking about with you guys but it's just something i want to do more and more with several products um, and when you're doing something over and over again and when you're using tools like 3d printers and lasers and stuff like that um, it's important to get one right the easiest and fastest and reducing like hands-on time and in, in a way right so so therefore it becomes like your design and, and like your special touches like that you made it look so great but also like um, not needing that post-processing that you're going to, you know, um, that's where you kind of benefit a lot from it. And it just becomes more of a business, I think at that point. Um, so, so that's something that's coming up for me and that, um, I did hit my challenge with you guys. I just haven't posted it cause I'm, I'm not ready to share what it like looks like yet. Um, but you know, I haven't modeled, uh, I'm waiting for one more part to come that's coming from China. So it's like held up in like customs or something somewhere. If it's like, like for the flashlight, it's like the the shield, like the aluminum shield. Those things are like really hard to get in like bulk. I've considered going to like the dollar store and like seeing how many I can get from like their crappy flashlights or something, because that'll be like <laughs> on the bottom of it. Um, so I need that to, to kind of finish it before I print my first prototype and, and, and uh, see how that kind of looks all together. Um, but I th- this has been the first time I've made that I'm making something where I'm thinking, all right, what's the easiest way for somebody to take it and build off of it. Um, and to also to reproduce it. Cause I want to one day send this to a manufacturer. I'm doing it in-house right now, but it'd be great if I could just like mass produce it if we ever like get to scale. So a lot of those thoughts I've never had to do about, um, mm-hmm. a lot. I'm an electrical engineer. I'm not like, you know, mechanical engineer, like a lot of people <laughs> out there. So, so it's, it's all, you know, kind of, um, you know very new to me and then of course the components um which is great i've got this like down to like two or three dollars of my own costs which should go down significantly if i like outsource it i would assume um so yeah that's just <laughs> some thoughts of 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 you know how i'm hoping i can tackle you know the bigger things coming up or, or larger scale or, or or whatnot i
0: guess <laughs> That's an interesting project. I forgot, like, or I guess I didn't know how big you wanted to go with that product. That Yeah,
1: I want it to become I, like a, a box that, yeah you know, people can order. And I want several of them. It's not there'll be several yeah. designs and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, Hopefully.
0: I'll, I'll just leave you with a quote, because when you were saying that, I was like, there's a very famous quote. It's by John Wooden. If you don't have the time to do it right the first time, when will you have time to do it over? And that's where I feel like you've got the right mindset. You don't want to have to deal with the customer service uh, aspect of, whoops, I forgot about that. And you've already batched out 50 of them, let alone if you want it to be even bigger than that, like 500 of them or 1,000 of them. So I think that's really smart to be like, let's make it work the first time and then it'll be good
1: to go like one of my biggest in my mind it's almost an issue is that like i like i'm petri like i'm like terrified of of people not liking something i create for them or like a product that they purchase and like so like any returns of any scale i'll be like oh my god i'm so sorry Like i'm so sorry you didn't like it like to me like that's a failure almost so like i like Mm -hmm. to me i like to make it just as perfect and make sure it's exactly what they're like thinking they're going to get. Um, mm-hmm. And and so that, yeah, I want it done right, you know, the first time and hopefully hopefully it'll work out when it comes yeah. this year. <laughs> so Winston, I know you have, I can't remember, it's been a while, um, but you did like, and I'm curious because because Luke, I liked that Luke had to reach out for help. I don't, I think you considered it or you had to shop out part of it or something, but you did like a pretty large scale delivery in the past for like a magazine company or something? What was that? It was about? an
2: aluminum industry uh, publication. It's called light metal age. They reached out to me to do um, aluminum drink coasters. Cause that was, that happened to be a video that I released way back in the day. And they're like, Hey, can you make like a hundred of these? <laughs> and I, I did the back of the envelope math and I thought this is, this is doable. And so I said, yes. And that was, um, I used to wonder how like a contractor could give an estimate for a price and get it so wrong, and that experience taught me it's it's the little things in your blind spot that can add up really quickly. And so there were just a bunch of little issues that came up, uh, like the, the aluminum that I got was just a little bit warped. It made it more difficult to machine. Um, like the the hours of machining, I thought like uh, slow and steady, the machine will do it but the longer it goes on the more uh anxious you get just (laughs) waiting for it waiting for the next end mill to snap um and it just it added up to the point where i was like i have to reach out to outside vendors i need to outsource something i need to like get it laser engraved i I can't like uh like machine out all the letters Uh, uh and like while you guys were talking i was just like going through this in my head and like I don't know if you caught that I like I had this thousand yard stare of just like <laughs> everything that went wrong but then also everything that I've learned since then mm. um, because the making a hundred coasters that, that took me weeks um, and the project taught me a lot and it taught me a, a good bit of humility but I compare that to um, just a couple months ago uh, my, my boss's uh, daughter is part of a, a soccer team, and they, they did pretty well. They went to a, a national championship playoffs or oh, wow. something. Uh, this is like a high school level. So, they were, like, they got a trophy, but they didn't get medals for, like, the whole team. Really? And so, the, the wife came to me and she was like, can you make us some custom medals? Oh, and I was like, how many do you need? 20? And, like, I was like, <laughs> yeah. 20 like, is nothing. <laughs> in my head, like, I have already developed so many more skills, so many ways to work around the the limitations I had before, even though the technology is not all that different, right? The machines that I'm using, the the tool pads that I'm using, they're not like, it's not a quantum leap forward. It's just, I know how to like, I've got little tricks to work around warped aluminum, mm-hmm. uh, like the, the, the text, the coloring, uh, like I just I did a using a one thirty second inch end mill, like super tiny. I just pocketed everything, I spray painted it, I sand it away, and like the, the text is raised and like you've got black color behind it so it really pops. Um and then like uh, since it's it's for my my boss's family and their friends, like I can use the work machines too. And like just having that scale, I was like uh, my, my boss had primed me about the question his wife was going to ask and I, I gave it a thought and I was like yeah no I'll just I'll say yes whatever the like it's a mod, it's a soccer team they're not, that, yeah. not paying a ton yeah. but even then I was like yeah no like it's, it's, it's fine like I got this like yeah. there was no stress going into this of like I don't think I can do this this is pushing the limits a little bit I was like you know what like it's aluminum aluminum's no big deal so <laughs> yeah. um, just that contrast of Like five years ago versus now using the same tools fusion 360 but i i feel like i've just come so far and i've gotten so many tools both hardware and like mental like under my belt now that i can approach these things and it's not a big deal um but that first time you'll learn a lot (laughs) and it's uh Honestly, Luke, I kind of wish I did what you did and just like forget the video. Like I just I need to focus on this problem in front of me. Yeah. But now I was like, yeah, this, like I could totally take my time, set up a tripod and not be stressed out about it. But that first time was was a doozy.
1: So is that going to be a video then coming out, Winston? Did you set up a tripod for it? Um, so the machine that I'm using at work um,
2: is is a pretty high end machine. Uh, uh, like it, it starts at just under a hundred thousand, so too high end for um, your audience to give care about
1: because no. Well,
2: really... so so my my next video uh, I hope will be um, showing people how I make drink coasters on a hundred thousand dollars CNC because <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the contrast between like Sheboko versus Datron Neo would be kind of interesting. Um, there's a lot of things with that higher end machine that you might not think about like on Instagram, you see people like machining on like a a big machine with ease, but there's also a good amount of setup and know-how that goes into it that, um, you don't realize, like for us, I think like the comparison is like, uh, we see people using like a, like a super expensive, like power tool or something. And you're like, Oh, like doing this job would be so much easier if I just spent like triple the amount of money on a fest tool or something. And, while some aspects of that might be true there's also aspects of like it doesn't actually change your life that much it yeah. still does the same thing yeah. <laughs> and so i kind of want this video to kind of show off those those differences and where it's also similar um just so like people can can look at this with a, a realistic lens and uh like know like yeah like that high end machine did make certain things easier but in other ways it's just like our little machines so that'd be i do cool. i think
1: it'll be cool it'd yeah. be cool to show so your i guess your original one already shows that comparison maybe you could ref, uh, like refer to it or something it'd be cool to like actually show the difference like this is a one you know this is a hundred dollar or a thousand dollar machine this is a hundred thousand is how like like actually draw out the similarities and differences that'd be um that'd be really cool to see
2: uh, you yeah. know actually I, I could probably do one of those like like maybe Buzzfeed or something, but like the like the, the, the ten dollar burger, yeah, exactly. burger versus 100
1: dollar burger versus a thousand dollar burger. That'd that'd be pretty it I'd I'd be interested to watch that. That's that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of CNCers, machinists, you know, woodworkers would be like, Oh wow, wait a second. Like almost give you pride in I can do this with my Ryobi, my Dewalt, my you know that type of feeling, or a Shapoko versus a, I don't even know what you said, Daytron three thousand is what I heard in my <laughs> yeah,
2: that's yeah, cool. but... wow, yeah. It's this video is not going to be a tutorial, but it's mm-hmm. it should be kind of interesting for anyone who's following the industry just to see what the differences are. Uh, it's more just like a follow along, not quite documentary, just like, these are some cool quirks and features that I think are noteworthy about this machine and
1: how I did this. It's so funny, like your advice, like there kind of holds true, even not at scale, like even like with like one, like kind of thing, because I still remember the first time I even ever posted anything publicly was um, when I made that bookshelf for my sister. And I'm sitting there with I think I had a jig socks. I had no tools and like this contractor left his shitty, uh, Jigsaw uh, in my mom's garage, and like I picked it up, and I'm like showing he this video. Of- it. <laughs> <laughs> I I called him. He just he didn't even want it. The <laughs> thing's in the garbage now. I think at this point it was so bad, but it couldn't even cut straight. It, like I think the blade was bad. I can't remember. But so like I I cut the wood with that, and like I'm posting this video. I'm like, man, I did such a good job. Like never built anything, and I think I just remember Winston. Like at that time, you know, he texted me through comment. He goes dude, just ask me to borrow my chop saw or something. (laughs) And like, that was just like the start of like me knowing there's other people that are makers out there and then like, like project by project getting tool by tool, like, and then like, it's just crazy how much more you can accomplish. But like, it's okay to start like with like the hand tools you have. And like, as long as you're passionate enough, like you'll just, you'll build and get better over time. Right. It just kind of, it kind of holds you at, at like scale or like individual components as well.
0: It's actually really cool you say that um, Winston let you borrow some sort of tool because Ed, and I feel like he comes up so often in the podcast, but he did the exact same thing to me. He was like, I can't believe you're using one of those Harbor <laughs> Freight scary uh, machines. Like, I'll give you my DeWalt because I just got a new one. It was a chop saw. And uh, I remember him giving it to me, and I was like, wow, this thing is, you know, it's so much faster. It cuts so much cleaner. It actually looks like it's 90-degree cuts. And, yeah, that, like, idea of, wow, once I let people know I, I want to make things and I'm interested in, you know, oh, this tool helps you do that. Oh, okay, I didn't even realize that you could use something that has a guide or a fence. And, and then, yeah, you just literally start compounding all that stuff you learn just from doing it the first time. Yeah. And then once you get that under your belt, you have all these. Oh, wait, I could, you know, I always think clamps. Um, that was something that I would see on Instagram a lot. You can never have many, so, you know, enough clamps. You can never have enough clamps. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, you only need two or three. And then you get into just one situation where you need that fourth clamp or the 12th clamp. You're like, oh, I can never I get have it now. enough clamps. <laughs> yeah. Like, this, this makes sense. Like, the people who are ahead of you they say certain things not just to say certain things like they actually learn something and so if you're willing to also look at that you can kind of like stair step um like oh okay george did that i wouldn't Mm -hmm. even have thought of it let me see if i can kind of use that one building but lots of times when it's right there in front of you and you were going through the headache yourself it just it's imprinted in there different so you'll never make that mistake and you will build a tool that will always get you around that like you won't have to deal with it necessarily again because you're kind of equipped for it
1: 100 um, percent, man i know we're going to the end but to, to that point like you just this literally just happened to me right like i was trying to make these led neon signs for a while and i think these are like still new enough that um There's not like a whole bunch of videos about how to do it right out there and i watched a lot of them in the past and like i'll I'll keep trying to make it and like it would like come out good but like not clean enough for me to be happy with it to like really make sales off it or anything like that and i finally just watched like one random video um because now more people are doing it and it was like the simplest thing like before the trouble i used to have was like trying to solder inside of like the led neon strip because like you'd like melt the plastic bags and it's like really hard to get like a really good contact with the solder on it, it it's like really tight this guy i mean so simple and I, I hate myself for not thinking of it just cuts open the strip flips it open solders it and then like glues it shut like the the, the one portion of the, of the strip i'm like Son of a gun. And I've been doing that, making a it's for my sister for her um, birthday, which is this Sunday. So I could say it's a a surprise um, Mm -hmm. um, for her brand. Uh, But um, yeah, I've been flipping it, cutting it, flipping it open. And it's been going like so clean. It's like the simplest thing. He didn't call it out. I just watched him like do it once in his video. I'm like, I like shot the video after that. I went like straight to it. I'm like, that's exactly what I've been missing. Like That soldering problem is gone from now on. That's uh, cool. T- too funny, man. Well, we're coming down up on the time, guys, but um, this has been a lot of fun, <laughs> like always. Yeah.
0: I'm
1: excited to yeah. see what you guys – we didn't cool. have a challenge come out of this. Maybe we'll have to, like, text each other some challenges to because to, you got us inspired yeah. last time.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's a good idea, whether we voice it on here or not. But, yeah, I like that because it, it gives us, one, something to talk about and then to kind of see how we went about doing it. Is kind of what we talked about near the end here yeah yeah think about it okay
2: i'm just gonna throw this out there i am going to try and remove the carpeting from i was the gonna
1: say you can rip that carpet next,
0: <laughs> next podcast. Okay. okay then i guess mine should be uh just cutting out some sort of shape it doesn't have to be the dog tag but i have to cut out
1: make a, a piece of
0: wood Yeah. some <laughs> yeah make the cut
1: <laughs> okay and i am gonna 3d print my parts my first prototype Okay. Whether I have the shield or not, I'll just get that started. If I have to redesign it later, fine. I'll 3D print mm-hmm. it. I'll post it. All right. Nice. Okay. Two weeks. Let's see how we that do it. Quick and easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. So always a blast. I'll catch you guys later. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's been have a good. good one, see guys. you guys.